Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mushtar FM 89.6. Finally, after such a long time, we come back. You, dear listeners, maybe have not noticed this, but we haven't been in the office for one week, and I already missed it. What about you guys? Well, first of all, hello. <laughs> How are you? Today, Thomas and Nata are joining me. Hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, this week was really long and crazy. It was like a nightmare. I'm really happy to come back, yes. And I'm really happy to continue our first podcast in the second part. What about you, Thomas? How are you? How are you feeling today? Uh, today, I feel very good. Uh, for me, I didn't see this week uh, goes. Like, it, for me, it went uh, so fast. And But I'm happy to, to be back there in good condition and... Also happy to be back to have the second part of Dreams because it's a topic that I really love. And yeah, I'm so happy to, to have this second part. Yes, I also love this topic so much. You guys already know this. So yeah, let's dive in into Dreams part two. So first of all, I want to do like not an introduction, but to tell you guys something interesting that happened to me related to this topic, of course. And it's because last Dreams episode, I started talking about the stages of, you know, sleeping and the REM sleep rapid eye movement and the non-REM. So yeah, just a little recap. There is the non-REM, as I've said, rapid eye movement, and it has three stages. The third stage is when you fall asleep deeply. Then we have REM, which has two stages. And here is where you have dreams. So basically, I did something really strange the other day. It happens like maybe two or three days after we recorded the last Dreams episode. And I was like, this is super freaky because it's related to the stages. And it had never happened to me before. So I was like, this is really curious. So basically, you guys like remember from last time that you have the stages, but then you finish, let's say this, all of these stages, and then you leave them again. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, one night. Exactly. So it's not just one time you go to non-REM and then you go to REM and then you wake up. No, you do that several times during the night. So something really bad happened to me, which was that my phone was not working. So I couldn't set an alarm and I didn't know when I was going to wake up. So I managed to do the five stages of sleep, wake up, look at my phone, then fall asleep again, do the other five stages again. And I also like woke up, did them again. And the third time was when I finally woke up for real. But I managed to do the five stages, waking up, checking my phone or checking the time and then going back to sleep. And they were inside of a dream. Yes, I woke up exactly when the dream stopped. I don't know how I managed to do this. <laughs> I don't know if it's because now I'm aware, like how the brain works, but it was super creepy. So yeah, I just wanted to start off this podcast with this experience because last time we started with the stages. So now, yeah, I am a master of the stages of sleep. <laughs> wow, I guess our podcast really gives you superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Thomas last time flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens a few times, yeah. So, okay, going back, yeah, to Thomas, last time you were talking about the types of dreams, but we didn't have time to finish them because we got so wrapped up that we had a lot of things to talk about. So what about if we go back and we finish this part of the podcast? So let's continue with the epic dreams. I don't know if you ever heard about what is an epic dream. I mean, I can imagine, but I don't think I've had those type of dreams, so I don't really know. Well, if it is the same word as an epic poem, it means that there will be a hero and he will struggle some adventures. Let's see. So epic dreams basically refer to as great dreams, cosmic dreams or numinous dreams. Epic dreams are so huge, so compelling and so vivid that you cannot ignore them. The details of such dreams remain with you for years, as if you just dreamed it last night. These dreams possess much beauty and contain many archetypal symbolism. When you wake up from such a dream, you feel that you have discovered something profound or amazing about yourself or about the world. It feels like a life-changing experience. Does it say something to you? Do, <laughs> do you have an idea if you already dreamed about this kind of stuff? I mean, I don't think so because you told us that you remember for sure. Like if you have an epic dream, you tend to remember. And I don't think so. I'm thinking maybe like... If I become a hero or something in a dream and then I save somebody and it's like very epic, but I don't tend to have those dreams. So I'm not sure. 
Me neither. I think I remember dreams only if I think of them over and over again. But by themselves, they're not so rememberable. So I'm not sure I had. And okay. you? Really, I don't think so. I remember a lot of my dreams, but uh, usually, no, I don't remember it for more than a few days. Uh, let's say it depends about dreams. Some I remember for one day and some I remember for more For example, I had a lucid dream last week and I still remember now because it was uh, it's very occasional. Like it, I think it was my third uh, lucid dream in my whole life. And I can tell a little bit about it because it was really easy to... I don't really know how I noticed that I was in a dream. But I remember that I was in my grandma's house, but she wasn't there. And I was like, it's not possible because she has some trouble to walk, so she can't go anywhere than her flat. So I noticed, but I'm in her flat and she's not there. So it has to be a dream. It can't be the truth. And then I realized that uh, I was like, okay, let's do, let's try something. And I, I was like, okay, let's try to fly. And I, I could fly instantly. And then I noticed that I could go everywhere I wanted. And it was so uh, unique feeling. It's hard to describe when it didn't happen to you. But uh, yeah, just you can do whatever you want. But like I could do whatever I wanted, like about actions, but I couldn't like create stuff or or see special landscape or thing like this. I don't know how to do it. I'm not a master in lucid dreams, unfortunately. But yeah, it was one week ago and I still remember it very clearly because I was uh, with my cousin and uh, yeah, in my grandma's flat, but she wasn't there. And then I realized that I was in lucid dream. And yeah, it was very nice to, to wake up from this. Wow, yeah, it's really cool. But are you saying that in order to make your dream lucid, you need to realize, you need to be reasonable, you need to prove to yourself that it is a dream but as i said it's it's hard to to say how i noticed that but just the fact that my grandmother wasn't in her flat it was not possible like it had to be a dream uh, for me it, i didn't have any other option okay she could be like somewhere in hospital or in, but no I just because I remember that I was in the living room and I went to her bedroom and she wasn't there also and it's normally not possible. So I, I think it's at this moment I realized that it was a dream. Wow, because anytime I have a really stupid dream, I don't realize it's unrealistic. I mean, you just take it as given. If you're half bear, half person or if you travel in different planets, I just take it as a given. Yeah, because you cannot lucid dream. We established this last time. Yeah. It's like you need to realize that you are dreaming and then you're able to control things. But yeah, was, what Thomas was saying is very interesting. Like if you practice enough, maybe you are able to change your surroundings as well. But maybe if you haven't, yeah, like practice or like done it a lot of times, maybe you just can control your actions, but like not your surroundings. I don't know. Maybe later when we go to lucid dreams and we we'll go into it deeply, we will find out exactly what it is. Because now that you always have questions about lucid dreams and it's like this girl needs answers. But don't worry, because for me, 99.9% of the time, it's like this. I do like totally random dreams and I don't realize that I'm dreaming. But in this specific dream, I can't explain why, but I realized that it, I was dreaming and it wasn't the reality. And I did some tests in the dream like, yeah, I want to fly now. So let's try to do it. And it worked somehow. But yeah, as uh, Maria said, maybe we will talk about it uh, deeper to, to know what happened really. But it's hard to explain when. And I don't know really what happened also. It just it was just like this and I enjoyed the moment. Just a detail, it was uh, during the day. Usually I sleep during the night, but this day I slept uh, during the day and it happened. But I don't know if it can, it can be related or not. Actually, I think it is related because always when I sleep, like, you know, late hours, like 10 or 12 a.m. Or just when you oversleep, you usually have more memorable dreams. Is it true for you? That if I sleep during the day, I have, I have more chance to remember the dream? Yes, yes, and they're more colorful and memorable. It, it's hard to say because I don't know. Usually I don't sleep much during the day, but uh, yeah, this time it was yeah, very clear. But as I said, usually I remember maybe one or two dreams per night every day, something like this. But I'm envious. Yeah, I'm thinking about it too, like, because I don't usually take naps during the day. But I was thinking and I remember having a dream because I have disturbing dreams sometimes. And I had a very disturbing dream while I was taking a nap. 
And I remember waking up and thinking, why did I take a nap? <laughs> I don't want this dream. Oh, my God. Because my head just gets in there and it's like, oh, no. So no naps, no naps. Yeah, I think it's very personal to every people. We don't work. We don't have the same function months. And yeah, I repeat again, but I can't explain why it happened to me, why it's like this, why I remember more than, than most of the people. Uh, I don't know, truly. We have the mutual dreams. Mutual dreams are described as such when two people have the same dream. It looks really unreal. Mutual dreams may be planned, meaning that two people actively work towards achieving one dream scenario or goal. It is a way to improve communication and build trust. Mutual dreams can also be spontaneous. You found out that a friend, a significant other, faraway relative, or someone has had the same dream on the same night as you. Not much study has gone into the phenomenon of mutual dreams But there is a very strong bond that exists between these two people. I don't believe it. Yeah, it seems like a movie thing. For me, I've had like, like the weirdest thing that has ever happened like this. It has only happened once. And it was that I dreamt about a person and that person dreamt about me the same night, but not the same dream. Like, that's impossible. Like, for example, I'm like to my friend back in the day, I was like, yeah, I had a dream about you. And she was like, oh, really? I had a dream about you. And I was like, oh, my God. But of course, like the content was completely different. Like, I think it's impossible to have the exact same dream. Yeah, actually, it does sound like uh, a plot of a story because there is a book like this. Do you know Timeless series of some German writer? So she also wrote a series of books like for teenage girls about a girl who can see dreams of other people and like they are in the same dream at the same time. But for me, it's only fiction. I can't understand, but for me, I, I want to believe in this because we have the proof that lucid dreams exist, that we can control 100% of the dreams. So why not have the same dream at the same time? I know that it sounds really unrealistic. It sounds like magic, but why not? Pardon, I still don't have a proof that there are lucid dreams. Yeah, because you didn't have one. But if you have one during your life, you will understand that it's possible. And I think you can find a lot of uh, witnesses. Yeah, for example, you can find on Internet a lot of people who had the lucid dreams experiences. And it's like for me, uh, hypnose. Like if you can't be hypnotized by someone, you don't think that it exists. But when you can see someone be hypnotized... For me, it can change your mind. I, I don't know if I'm clear, but yeah, I can understand your doubts because, yeah, it's not usual. After we have the progressive dreams. Progressive dreams occur when you have a sequence of dreams that continue over a period of night. The dream continues where you left off the previous night. Such dreams are problem-solving dreams and help to explore different options and various approaches to a problem, situation, or relationship. For me, this one, it looks really funny. It's like a story that you create with your dream. Yeah, it's like by chapter every night. It's very interesting if it happened. I don't know about you, but I don't think I experienced that, unfortunately. Wow, it's really wonderful. I would like to have... I don't remember if I did have such dreams, but I remember one funny episode from childhood. I was telling everyone that I have a TV show instead of a dream. So every night when I sleep, I see a dream which is in one reality, one people surround me. I think it was pure imagination. I was telling rubbish. But now, like, I remember that I was trying to have such dreams. And to do that, when I was going to bed, I was imagining this place and these people. But... I don't remember. Probably it wasn't a dream. It was only like, you know, when you're thinking about something before going to bed. To me, I think it has happened before. Like, I remember going back to the same dream, like remembering, not remember anything, but just knowing that I had been there before. And then I continued doing something like the same setting, the same is like, yeah, where I left it off. Don't ask me for examples because I do not remember, but I do remember the feeling that I had. I don't think it's ever happened to me or so. Maybe when I was a child, but I can't tell for sure. But it's it's very also unrealistic that you just, like you have your dream, then you pause the dream and then drink the next night, you have the same dream. But it can be very nice. I, I don't know what kind of dream can be, but it sounds cool. Yeah. 
So guys, last time we were talking about the meaning of dreams. Like, what do they mean? But we only talked about like when your teeth fall, for example, or other things that are more vague. But I actually have more information about that. And Natsa, before you say anything, (laughs) I know that you want to do your own interpretation, Uh but we're going to leave the best for the last. So (laughs) I'm going to give just the internet's interpretation. And then when we finish the podcast, you will give us yours. Sure. Okay. So last time we also talked about the most recurring dreams that everyone has. And for example, dreams about falling are very common. And according to many popular dream interpretations, or at least one study, falling dreams are a sign that something in your life isn't going well. It might suggest that you need to rethink a choice, for instance, or consider a new direction in some area of your life. So what do you think about that? I think, Thomas, you told me that you don't usually dream about falling. About falling, it can happen sometimes, but... Now I remember, I think uh, one of the most common is like when I try to fight someone. Uh, I remember when I try to hit someone, the person doesn't feel anything. Or when I try to run, like I run, but I don't, uh, yeah, I don't move. Yeah, it's strange. Like I run, but I don't do any distance. I just stay on the same place. I think it's one that happened not very often, but yes, sometimes if I have to say one. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nata? Do you dream about falling? Maybe you have this problem if you do. (laughs) No, I don't remember seeing me falling in any dream. Actually, I was always told that if you are falling in your dream, it means you're becoming higher, like physiologically. And I always believe that I'm quite short for this reason that I don't see such dreams. (laughs) I I think I have the explanation for that. When you believe that you're falling and you wake up like... It's because your heart stopped to beat for like a, a very short amount of time. And that's why you, you think you are falling. It's like you have a tiny heart attack and it's the reason. I don't know if you knew that. Can I ask a random question? Would you prefer to die in a dream or when you are awake? <laughs> I mean, in a dream because you don't die for real? <laughs> or what is I mean the question to, exactly? I mean, to die for real. Ah, like to die sleeping. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, dying die sleeping, I think it's better, no? Because you're not aware, you just peacefully go. I think yeah, also it's the best way to die, if I can say so. <laughs> Do you, would you prefer dying while being awake? I think, yeah, better being awake. Interesting, why? I don't know, because you don't know what is after death, so maybe your dream will continue and you will think that one day you will wake up, but you won't. No, because I explained this in the last podcast, we cannot create or see things in our dreams that we have not experienced. So, for example, when you dream that you're dying and you die in a dream, everything goes to black because you don't know what comes next. So you're not dreaming anymore. It just cuts. So it would be like that. It would be like just black or just nothing. Unless you die for real, then who knows what happens next? (laughs) <laughs> she has a very scared face <laughs> for you. You're not seeing her right now, but I'm explaining it to you. Okay, let's go to the next one, which is also a very popular one, being chased. This one has happened to me like last night. <laughs> I will tell you later as well. It happens and it is said that it is because you are trying to avoid something in your daily life. Now, it depends on what you are running away from. It's a different meaning. For example, if it's an animal that's going after you, you might be hiding from your own anger, passions, and other feelings. Now, if it's an unknown chaser, if your pursuer is a mysterious unknown figure, it might represent a childhood experience or past trauma. And if it's a member of the opposite sex, Crisp, which, who is an author of the Dream Dictionary, so like the best source ever, mm-hmm. he says that it means that you are afraid of love or hunted by a past relationship. I can understand why it didn't happen to me because I don't have any relationships so maybe it's related but I don't have to remember that I've been chased in my dream because usually I try to fight even if nothing happened I try to fight I think so I'm not sure but you don't run away you fight <laughs> that's because yeah. you don't have these types of problems probably yeah, you're not hiding from anything I can I can understand now because yeah I I already heard that a lot of friends had this kind of dream but I don't think I have the dream to be to being chased maybe when I was a child you know like when you have nightmares something like this but no I'm I think I'm strong enough to fight uh, any problem that I have in my dream <laughs> at least I try to 
I couldn't hear the explanation what it means when you are chased by Dalek from Doctor Who TV show, but okay. I mean, it's not an unknown chaser because you already know who it is. Mm -hmm. It is a member of the opposite sex. Is it a man? No. Then I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say. If it's a woman, it doesn't say. Okay, this has some some loopholes. I, I cannot... I cannot understand, so we can make our own interpretation. I don't know. You're going to have your consultant thing later, so you can say what you think it means. Cool. Okay, so like also like briefly, losing teeth is like you're worried about your attractiveness. It says here we said last time that it could be a lot of things. According to Freud, it's something else. So yeah, if you dream about dying, it means that you have anxiety about change or fear of the unknown. Then if you dream about taking a test... Taking an exam in your dream might reveal an underlying fear of failure. I don't know. I think you haven't had this dream in quite a while. I think you told me last time. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're not afraid of failure now. So that's character development. Now, a random one, infidelity. He's like, okay, such dreams probably don't mean that your spouse is cheating or will cheat, but it indicates issues with trust, loyalty, and communication in a relationship. So that's basically it. If you are with someone and you're dreaming that they are cheating on you, it's probably that you have trust issues, which also I wouldn't know about. So still doesn't apply to me. Then Thomas' favorite, flying. Let's see what flying means. The desire of liberty, I would say. Yeah, exactly. It says they can represent feelings of freedom and independence. On the other hand, they can also indicate a desire to flee or escape from the realities of life. <laughs> mm, so okay. that makes sense, truly. So it can be positive, but also a little bit negative because you're like, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, I want to escape somewhere. And then the last one it says here is about pregnancy. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm concerned. Let's uh, <laughs> can I hear what it means. Yeah. Tony Crisp, our guy, he says that pregnancy dreams indicate that the dreamer is developing some area of potential or deepening a relationship. So, for example, if you are getting to know someone and you have a dream that the person is pregnant, that means that you're getting to know each other and you're, you're getting a deeper bond. I don't see logical connection. I mean, I don't know. It's a child. Like, it is the consumption of something, you know, so it's like something getting bigger. Mm -hmm. But I don't think dreams are rocket science. You can't tell that it's this and it can't be something else. For me, it's not possible. A lot of people have different point of view. It's not possible to to have everyone agreed on one dream, I think. I think it's hard. Yeah, I also think it's individual, but... But then you will be the judge of it later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so guys, we've been talking about some epic dreams. We've talked about lucid dreaming, although, again, we will go back to it. But there are some types of dreams, like, for example, nightmares or other types, that are not as good. And it's usually not good to have them. Yeah, I think for me it's even worse than a nightmare because it happened to me. It's sleep paralysis. I don't know if you already heard about it, about what it is, uh, and what people can feel during this period. But if you don't know, I will explain. So what is sleep paralysis? The sleep paralysis is a temporary inability to move that occurs right after falling asleep or waking up. Individuals remain aware during episodes which frequently involve troubling hallucination and a sensation of suffocation. This episode of sleep paralysis involves elements of both sleep and wakefulness, which is part of why they can give rise to distressing symptoms. While much is still unknown about sleep paralysis, a review of its type, symptoms, causes, impacts, and treatment can enable a better understanding of the condition and how to try to prevent it. Sleep paralysis is a condition identified by a brief loss of muscle control, known as atonia, that happens just after falling asleep or waking up. In addition to atonia, people often have hallucinations during episodes of sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis is categorized as a type of parasomnia. Parasomnias are abnormal behavior during sleep because it is connected to the rapid eye movement, as we mentioned, REM, stage of the sleep cycle. Sleep paralysis is considered to be a REM parasomnia. Standard REM sleep involves vivid dreams as well as atonia, which help prevent acting out dreams However, under normal circumstances, atonia ends upon waking up, so a person never becomes conscious of this inability to move. 
As a result, researchers believe that sleep paralysis involves a mixed state of consciousness that blends both wakefulness and REM sleep. In effect, the atonia and mentally imagery of REM sleep seems to persist even into a state of being aware and awake. So it's like something in between being awake and being in a dream. Yes, it's strange to explain, but it's like you are like totally awake, like your mind is fully awake, but your body can't do anything. It's very unique feeling because you're laying on your bed, you know that you are awake, but your body is not awake. You can't do anything, just even move a finger, you can't do that. Yeah, I don't know the solution about that. You just have to wait to, to your body to be fully awake. Yeah, it's very strange sensation. Yeah, I've watched YouTube videos about this and they have said like ways of trying to get out of sleep paralysis. So I will share in case they're nice. Okay, wait, first I would like to say what I would do. I think I would just close my eyes if I can and try to fall asleep again. Yeah, maybe you can do that. I don't know if Thomas, I mean, you will tell us your experience. I don't know. But I have read that, well, I have seen in YouTube videos that what you should do is start moving your fingertips slowly. Like try to move little by little, like your the toes little by little, and then try to get like control of your body little by little. But I don't know if that actually works. Yeah, I will tell about how I reacted to this, but like scientifically, I can tell what does the sleep paralysis feel like. The fundamental symptom of sleep paralysis is, as I mentioned, is atonia. So it's the inability to move your muscle and in your body in general. It occurs shortly after falling asleep or waking up. During an episode, a person feels awake and is aware of this loss of muscle control. An estimated 75% of sleep paralysis episodes involve hallucinations that are distinct from typical dreams. Yeah, for example, I've heard that some people, while they are experiencing sleep paralysis, they see like a demon on the corner of their room and they cannot move. <laughs> It depends because you have different types of sleep paralysis. You're laying on your bed, like on your back, and you feel that someone pressure your chest, something like this. Fortunately, it didn't happen to me, but my experience was also very terrifying. I think it was the moment in my life when I've been the most terrified because I remember that I woke up maybe, yeah, it was uh, it was during the, um, the weekend, like uh, 11, something like this on a Saturday. And then I tried to, to get some extra sleep and then this thing happened. I was on my back and uh, I remember that there was no one in my house. I think that was one of the most terrifying thing because I think there were some people in front of my house like talking but I felt that they were in the room next to me. That was really terrifying because I was like, okay, I hear some people. I think they are very close. I want to, to check if there are some people in my house. And then I noticed that I couldn't move to check. And so um, I got really panicked because I didn't know the, the thing to do when I was in this uh, situation. So I was just really afraid and I noticed that I couldn't do anything. And I didn't hear about it before that happened to me. So that's why I was really panicking. And I think it lasts uh, maybe for five or ten minutes, but it felt that it was one hour it was so long when you can't move and you want to move and uh, I remember that I really woke up after that and I was terrified like uh, even if I technically could move I was just uh, petrified because I just realized what happened and I don't wish this even to my worst enemy because it's a terrible feeling when you can't control the situation and you can't do anything except waiting. Yeah, I remember that truly I've been traumatized for a while. Like uh, I called my friend, I called my mother, I said something really bad happened. I, I need someone to, to say good thing uh, to, to make me feel better because yeah, I felt uh, very horrible. I wonder, is it only like scary in the moment or it is also somehow dangerous for the health? I can't say for sure about it. In my case, it wasn't, I didn't have any after effect let's say just like yeah the the one hour after or one for one or two hour uh, i said to everyone what happened to me and yes yeah, they said don't worry it's over but just uh, telling this i remember how i felt at this moment it was yes yeah, so terrifying i It's hard to explain, but fortunately, I didn't feel any pressure on my chest, something like this. But yeah, just the feeling that you you can't do anything and you don't understand why. That's the the most the most scary stuff. And you don't know when it will finish. Yes. Also, that's uh, an important part that 
So after a moment, you understand that you can't move, but you you don't know also when it will finish, and it's very scary because I thought maybe there there are some rubber in my house, maybe they will come to my room and I can't move. So you start to have yes some uh, some ideas about what's gonna happen, and yeah, that's uh, <laughs> as I say again terrifying because you can't do anything, and if there is someone that I that want to hurt you, you can't defend yourself, and that's the worst actually. So now after this uh, terrible story, <laughs> I can tell about lucid dreams that is something way better. So the lucid dreams, as we said, are when you know that you're dreaming while you're asleep. You're aware that the events flashing through your brain aren't really happening, but the dreams feel vivid and real. You may even be able to control how the action unfolds as if you're redirecting a movie in your sleep. Studies suggest that about half of people may have had at least one lucid dream in their life, but they probably don't happen often, usually only a handful of times in a year. So you can also ask yourself, when do lucid dreams happen? Lucid dreams are most common during rapid eye movement sleep, a period of a very deep sleep marked by emotion, faster breathing, and more brain activity. You usually enter REM sleep about 90 minutes after falling asleep. It lasts about 10 minutes. As you sleep, each REM period is longer than the one before, finally lasting up to one hour. Let's see the point of view of the scientist. So neuroscientists don't know exactly how and why lucid dreams happen, but they have some ideas, some theory. For one thing, studies have found physical differences in the brain of people who do and don't have lucid dreams. So I think in our group, we, you already have at least one lucid dream. Nata didn't. And for me, I have, I think, something like three, maybe more, but I remember of three. The very front part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex, the site of high-level tasks like making decisions and recalling memories is bigger in people who have lucid dreams. That suggests that folks who are most likely to have lucid dreams tend to be self-reflective types who chew over thoughts in their heads. One small study in Germany tracked brain electrical activity in volunteers as they slept. Based on these measurements, the researchers say lucid dreams may be kind of a between state where you aren't fully awake but not quite asleep either. Some sleep scientists believe that lucid dreams may also happen just outside of REM sleep, which many long thought was the only time when you dream. It is interesting that sleep paralysis and uh, lucid dream are somehow connected, is that your conscious is partially awakened and partially asleep. But I think that in comparison to sleep paralysis, lucid dreams has some benefits, right? Yeah, it, it has actually some. Lucid dreams might help you waking life with benefits like, for example, legs on charity. The sense of control you feel during a lucid dream may stay with you and make you feel empowered. When you are aware that you're in a dream, you can shape the story and the ending. That might serve as a therapy for people who have nightmares, teaching them how to control their dreams. You also have better motor skills. Limited studies suggest that it may be possible to improve simple things like tapping your finger more quickly by practicing during your lucid dreams. The same part of your brain turns active whether you imagine the movement while awake or run through them during a lucid dream. Also, it can improve the problem solving. Researchers found some evidence that lucid dreams can help people solve problems that deal with creativity more than with logic. And we also can be more creative if we have lucid dreams. Some people taking part in lucid dream studies were able to come up with new ideas in it or insights, sometimes with the help of characters in their dream. It sounds good, but is there anything dangerous? The two danger I found about this is you can have a less sleep quality, for example, and you can have confusion, delirium, and hallucination. So yeah, Nata, you can be scared. But it only happens to 50% of the people, so it's like not very likely for it to happen, just 50-50. Mm -hmm. As I said, as danger, it, you can have less quality sleep, but truly when you have a lucid dream, you don't care about the, the quality of your sleep for one night. It's very interesting to have one. 
Okay, Thomas, but now I have a question because I told you last time that for me is really difficult. So is there a way to make lucid dream happen faster or like like techniques or something like that? There, uh, small studies have found that you may be able to raise your chance of dreaming lucidly. One way to do it, it might be to prime your mind to notice unusual details in your dream to alert yourself that it's not real. More research is needed to know if any method can actually trigger a lucid dream. Something researchers have tried includes reality testing, that is very popular. This is when you pause at different times of the day to see whether you're dreaming. You can try to do something impossible like push your finger through your palm or inhale through a closed mouth. Or you can do something that's usually hard to do in a dream, like read a page in a book, for example. You can also have a dream diary. I think you already said, Maria, that you had one. Yes, that I usually write down if I remember, yes. Some studies show that people had more lucid dreams when they kept a log of their dream because they were more focused on them. Other research found that these journals didn't help on their own but might be useful when combined with other methods. There is also the wake back to bed. You wake up after five hours of sleep, stay awake briefly, and then go back to bed to try to enter an REM sleep period. It looks very technique. Yeah, the theory looks cool, but I don't know if in practice it's the same. Uh, you can also use mnemonic induction of lucid dreams. You wake up after sleeping for five hours, so the same than the previous one, and tell yourself several times that the next time you dream, you will remember your dreaming. This uses prospective memory, the act of remembering to do something in the future to trigger a lucid dreams. I mean, yeah, it's like you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm going to remember. Come on, come on. It's what I told you last time, I think. And you were laughing like, lucid dream, lucid dream, lucid dream. <laughs> you can also use devices, some masks and headbands that have sounds or lights might bring you a lucid state. Other devices can record and play messages you send in the mild technique while you're asleep. Have you already tried one of those to have lucid dream or not at all? I mean, I do a lot of these things because I'm usually, you know, a person who remembers the dreams, who thinks about the dreams. I should be able to do it, but I don't know why I'm not like I'm missing something. I will study those reasons you gave me and I will come up with a lucid dream soon. I hope that to write a dictionary is a good idea because, for example, trying to understand that your dream is fiction for me won't work. Really, whatever I do in dreams, I fully believe it. So for me, this variant won't work. Yeah, but the technique it says also have, for example, a reality check. Like, for example, I remember that one technique is that you take your hand and you try to put your finger through your hand. And like you can do that like a few times a day for for a long time. And then you try to to do it also in your dream. And then you can realize that you are dreaming or not. But I think it's very tricky. And I mean, yeah, to get to that point where you're like, okay, I remember that if I do this, maybe it's a lucid dream. That's also tricky because usually when you're dreaming, you are focused on the dream. You're not like, okay, because when you realize maybe if I put my finger, maybe you are already lucid dreaming because you're like, maybe if it's a dream, maybe and then you're aware already. By the way, I just recognize that, I don't know, in Russian we say maybe also in other languages, I don't know. But when something is real, really good in your life or unbelievable, you say that, am I dreaming? Please pitch me. And like, it's like a test to whether I'm dreaming or not. Yeah, in Spain, I think we say the same thing. Yeah. yeah in France also. I think it's popular all around the world. <laughs> Yay. And now I want to go to, yeah, Lucid Dream. I was curious about this too. So I watched a movie about this. Because I think also movies like talk about dreams in several ways. So I'm going to propose something to you guys. I'm going to talk about four movies briefly, and then we can rate them from one to 10, like 10 being the most believable and one being like not at all believable. If you think like this is realistic or not. And will you tell us after that, which of them are based on the real events? I think all of them are fiction, but <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it's like based on something that's real. I mean, dreaming is real, but I think all of those. Now I will investigate. Like, Nata, you always leave me with something that I want to look up later. My God. So, yeah, there is a movie called Lucid Dream. Exactly. 
So this movie is about a man who gets his son kidnapped. And so it's been like three years since he was kidnapped. And in order to find his son, he goes to a doctor and the doctor is like a dream specialist. And he's like, okay, if you like inject something in me, I think I can lucid dream and try to remember where my son is or try to see some clues while lucid dreaming. And the doctor was like, yeah, you can do it. But remember, he had a limited time to do it because if he was dreaming for a long time, his brain would get damaged and his body, like his health in general. And also she said something interesting, which was, you know, if you're lucid dreaming about a certain scenario that happened, you cannot alter it too much. For example, if you went through a street and then in the lucid dream you go to another street, then the dream will be crushed because you didn't do that in real life. And so in this way, he tries to find his son. And also there is another type of dream in this movie, which is called shared dream. So it's a guy basically that he's on a wheelchair and he cannot like he can go somewhere like he can go places, but like he prefers to lucid dream. So he's basically a master of lucid dreaming. And what he does is he's sleeping and he connects his brainwaves, I think, with other people's brainwaves. And he's able to go to their dreams and become a character in their dreams. But not main character. No, he's just like there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what do you think? Is this believable? Is this like too like movie-like or what? It is unbelievable for me, but quite tempting. So what would you rate it from 1 to 10? Of believability? Yeah, sure. Or, I mean, if, if you want to rate it on how much you like it, you can <laughs> do it as well. Okay, then believability will be like 3 out of 10. But I would like to watch it, yeah. Okay, what about you, Thomas? I don't know about the, the grades uh, I would say about that, but I want to believe in it. It looks so cool, like to be master of lucid dreams. Like, truly, it's mm. very, very cool. But to get the waves of other people's brains. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's complicated. I don't know even how that would work. But I mean, as a, the, the concept is cool, I would say. But yeah, how believable it is, I think, like a four or maybe five even. I don't know if I'm generous. Yeah, maximum. So yeah, then we have... A great movie, very, very famous, Inception. And basically, like, I'm not going to tell you the plot. I'm just going to tell you the dreams, like how it works. Basically, Inception is people who get inside of people's dreams as well, but they can go and have a dream within a dream within a dream, which means they go inside of a dream and then they fall asleep again, like they put themselves back to sleep and they go to a deeper sleep to a deeper dream and they can go to like the darkest of them all which is like the most subconscious one and that's the most dangerous because they cannot tell if it's reality or if it's a dream they have usually like an object or something for example a spinner and if the spinner is not rotating that means no it was if the spinner is rotating forever it's a dream but if it eventually falls it's reality so that's how they know they're dreaming so what do you think about this concept I think this movie was created only as an advertisement of spinners. <laughs> <laughs> that is your take on it, nothing else. <laughs> okay. What about you, Thomas? It looks so unreal. Uh, I would like it to be believable, but uh, sorry, but no, I can't believe that it's... Yeah, I don't have the, the words to describe that. It's. Would you like it to be your job? Like getting into people's minds through their dreams and getting information <laughs> and selling that information to other people? No, I just got headaches thinking about it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's possible for me. It's too complicated. Then we have While You Were Sleeping, and it's a South Korean drama. And this one uh, I've watched because of the dreams, because you know that I love dreams. And basically it's about, we've talked about this, like prophetic dreams. So basically three people dream about each other and dream about things that are going to happen to them. So they are able to stop dangers. For example, there is a police officer, the girl, I don't remember her job, and there is a prosecutor, I believe, or a lawyer. And for example, the lawyer dreams that the police officer is going to have a car accident, and so he's able to stop it. Things like that. Really cool. Again, unbelievable for me. But yeah, I mean, they can work in a team or they can get benefit from this. Really cool. But not realistic again. Yes. So another three. I'm just going to assume that every time it's a three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can't add anything else because I think exactly the same. I don't think it's real and I would give a 10 to believability. Okay, and the last one I think is the most creepy one, the one that we wouldn't like for it to happen, 
which is the movie Hypnotic. And basically, it's a woman who goes to her therapist. And I don't know if she's dealing with some type of PTSD or some trauma. I don't exactly remember because I watched it a long time ago. But she wanted to get rid of something or to deal with some issues that she had. And the therapist performed hypnotherapy. And so the woman didn't know what was happening in her dreams because she wasn't aware, but the therapist was. And basically, the therapist was using this as an excuse to, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't want to spoil the movie, but he had bad intentions, let's say. So, yeah, this one is more creepy, but maybe more believable. I don't know. Yeah, a bit more believable, especially if to believe in Sigmund Freud ideas, like as if psychiatrists can have some control over you because of your dreams. Because, yeah, we already discussed last time that your dreams reflect your subconscious. So maybe it is four or five. Okay. So finally, let's go to the section we've all been waiting for. We are going to talk about our dreams now, just our dreams, and then Nata can judge. <laughs> I mean, Thomas, you can judge too and think what you think about them. But, you know, Nata, she wants to be called the amateur explaining your dream saloon with Nata. So she's more professional. Welcome to my saloon and I will explain all your dreams. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I am scared. But at the same time, I want to start with one of mine so you can tell me what you think it means. Okay, I'm interested. What did you see? What did I see? I mean, I have a lot of dreams. Like I told you last time, most of them cannot be told. But I had one about one of my favorite K-group from K-pop. And it happened in real life, like this thing happened. One of the members left the group. So I was really sad about it. And I had a dream that I met with all of them, like the five members that are currently on the group and then the one that had left. And we were just walking, talking, like having a good time, laughing. And then I remember this member that had left. She said, like, I need to go back to where I was. Like, I, I need to leave. And it was like, I thought that she was living under really bad conditions. Like, I remember her Korean, the way she was speaking was worse. So I was like, maybe she's like kidnapped or something. Like, I was thinking this way. And so I was really sad. I was like, please don't leave. And then I remember I started crying and I woke up and I was crying. I don't know if, it's, if it has ever happened to you that you feel something so intensely that you actually wake up and you have that sensation on your body. Like for me, it was the first time. So I was crying in real life and I was like, oh my God, what is this? Oh, so I have a question first. So this participant of the group, did she for real had some problems? No, no, no. She just left the group because, yes, yeah, she had some issues and but it wasn't anything about her health or about anything like that. She like she was healthy and she was fine. Like, but yeah. Okay, I have an explanation for you is that first of all, you are really touched by all these topics. So you're really a big fan of this group. And the next thing is that you blame people who leave and you want them to have some excuse as if just to have a will to leave is not enough. Maybe in your life you had some trauma when someone left and um, you were trying to give him or her an excuse because quitting people behind for you is really immoral. Okay, she didn't quit. Like she was forced to get out of the group, so she didn't quit. But maybe, yeah, I have, maybe I have some trauma with people leaving. That could be true. That part could be true. Oh, my explanation broke just because <laughs> I didn't know that she was forced. <laughs> I mean, but it's okay. Like it makes sense to me. Okay, it was first try. And now I'm also thinking, like, when you, Nata, say your dreams, like, are you going to analyze yourself or do you want us to say what we think it means? I would like you because I have okay. some ideas, but yours will be better because... Okay, it's like more objective, let's mm -hmm. say, okay. Uh, I remember one dream that I had. I think it's one of the only one that I remember very well because it was a lucid dream and it was just... a. Uh, I remember that uh, I wanted uh, really much in real life to... I wanted to practice uh, skateboarding, you know, freestyle skateboarding. And I remember that during all my dream, I tried a lot of things, like a lot of uh, tricks, things like this. And it was very, very nice because I could do whatever I wanted in the place I wanted. And it was marvelous. What do you think it means, Nata? 
I think that you really miss hobbies in your life. You really would like to achieve success in something, but you cannot choose. And also you practiced it in your dream because in real life you can get hurt and injured, but in a dream you cannot. So it means that you like sport, but as for professional sport, you are still afraid to take it. I think sincerely that makes sense because I wanted to, to do it so much. But yeah, as you said, uh, I had a lot of things that I was interested in that I couldn't choose. I wanted uh, for a long time to do skateboarding, but I didn't have any friend who practiced, so I wasn't motivated at all. And I think, yeah, I wanted to find something where I was really good at. So yeah, your explanation makes sense, some part of it at least. Oh, wow, Nata, you're good. Oh, my God. I would like to mention again that it is just... Fully made up contact. Okay. Yeah, it's your interpretation. Like, there's nothing scientific about this. Nothing. It's random. Okay, so do you want to go or should I go again? Whatever you're talking I would about. like to tell you my dream. Actually, okay. I wasn't preparing it for today, but now I realized that I remember it. I saw it maybe two or three years ago when I stopped communicating for long, long years with my boyfriend from the past. And once in a dream, I saw him in some different city I don't know which and I found out that he has a new girlfriend and I was telling myself that okay she will be nice just get to know her a bit and yeah I went to see her in some cafe and like he was there also I was somewhere I wasn't with them I was in a different table but I was watching them and I told myself okay she's beautiful she's probably a nice girl But then I found out that she's speaking Hungarian and I was also then studying a lot to speak Hungarian. And then once I heard her speaking Hungarian and I told myself, wow, I speak better than her. <laughs> okay, I have a question before I say anything. Were you with your boyfriend at this time? No. No. So it was like a break and then you went back with him or was it like forever a breakup? It was after a few years after the break and a few years after I saw him last time. Okay, so I think maybe it has something to do with something I said before about, you know, infidelity and all this stuff. It's not exactly that, mm -hmm. I know. But it's, I think maybe you felt insecure because also you're saying that this person spoke Hungarian, which you were learning, so that's very specific. You're thinking, okay... It's going to be better than me. You know, she also knows Hungarian. But then you're like, no, it's not that bad because she speaks like worse than me. So I think it's insecurity. But then you overcame it in the dream. I don't know how to explain it. That you were like, je not jealous, but like, you know, insecure. And then you were like, okay, I'm not insecure anymore. It's like a process. <laughs> so I can feel secure now. I think so. Because I'm better than her. <laughs> <laughs> that this person that does not exist. <laughs> True. Okay, so I will go again. <laughs> I had one really disturbing the other day. I will not explain it fully because, again, contains things that should not be said on the radio. But the things that I can say are, I remember that I was inside of a prison, okay, and there were some guards transferring a prisoner, so everything was normal. I don't know why I was there, but I was there. So this prisoner broke out, and he kept us hostage. So I remember that I was standing up, and this person, I don't remember if it was a man or a woman, this person was like, sit down, sit down, and they had a gun as well. And I was like, okay, okay, I will sit down. There were two rows of people. Okay, so there was the front row, and sitting there was Natasha. <laughs> and on the second row, I was sitting among other people who are unknown. I don't know these people. So I remember that this person started shooting at things randomly, like they were crazy or something, and they started shooting at things. And they shot Natasha. <laughs> Oof. And I remember that I was crying. I was like, no, Natasha, no, oh my God. Like, I was so sad. And then I remember that they trapped this person again and we were safe. So I was going to Natasha, like, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, like the bullet just scraped me. Like, I'm fine. There's no blood. And I looked at the wound and she had stitches. And I was like, how do you have stitches? It just happened. And she was like, oh, no, I did it myself. And I was like, I don't know how, but okay. 
So then something weird happened and it was pretty disturbing. Like we were sitting down and Natasha was behind me, kind of like hugging, but not hugging, like just behind me. Like I knew she was behind. But then she turned into another person. And I was aware of this because I was like, this person is not Natasha. And I was like, because I turned and I couldn't see the face. I couldn't see who that person was. I don't know. It was really weird. It was like a ghost. I don't know how to explain it. And then I was like, who are you? And that person said, I'm Vicky. <laughs> Whoa. And it was so scary and so disturbing. And I woke up like, what was that? Why was it so scary? So I am curious to know what your interpretation of this is. Okay, the first thing for sure is that in your life, there is something you know you can be afraid of. Something that can be risky or dangerous in your life, but you try not to think about this. It is because this crazy criminal and like this whole shooting scene and also that there is something behind you, but you don't know who it is. It also shows that you think quite highly of Natasha because she made stitches on herself. Like for you, she's kind of superhero. Maybe you already know what in her makes her so special, but maybe not. You need to think of this. I mean, I think I like I do think of her highly. Like I think she's an intelligent person. She's resourceful. I mean, I told this dream to her and she was like, I could never do that because I don't know how to do stitches. And I was like, I don't know. But maybe it's that actually like like I trust her to get out of situations. And also maybe I was thinking that because she's leaving for a month, like her almost dying is like maybe her leaving. I don't know. And then the other thing, like the criminal, I have no idea, honestly. This one was difficult. Okay, I remembered one. It was maybe one or two months ago, so when I was here. I know that I'm living here for one month, but I was in my room in Minsk. Like, my home, I lived the whole my life. And it was just, like, normal room. I know everything there. And I saw this room. I was inside. It was autumn and getting dark, slowly. And so, once I understood that in my windows are going a lot of animals... Like first one bird and then I try to shoot her out of the window, like to open the window, you know, get some newspaper and try to get rid of this bird. Then I closed the window, but also in the net on the window, there were big holes and animals like first only birds. But after this, different animals like rats and insects were entering my room through the window. I was putting all of them away, yes, but they were coming faster. And even a cat, and I'm living on the second floor, even a cat made the hole in the net bigger. And like they broke my window, they were fulfilling the room. And I was really scared because, okay, pigeons and cats are non-dangerous, but there were so a lot of them. And then I realized that the reason of all of this was that in my room was working my phone with a special app like make animals go into you something like this like which create sounds you know like for like for hunting when you put some sound and a deer female goes to you because she thinks that you're a deer male yes yeah, so a lot of animals and only after a lot of time i realized it was because of this app i don't remember whether i turned it off or not but it was crazy to push them out of the window Okay, so my interpretation is that you had worries or you had something you had to deal with, but then your conclusion in your head is that you yourself caused the issue. Like you were responsible for what was happening. So maybe it was like taking accountability, you know? Wow, I didn't think about this. Yeah, because I am also Madame Marie. <laughs> Okay, and last one I want to tell you guys is a dream I had also like two or three days ago. All of them are really recent because, yeah, usually are the ones that I remember the most. 
And I remembered, we also talked about this in the last program in Dreams Part 2, that, for example, when your brain is trying to solve an issue or trying to get a result or why is this happening, like uh, the reason, your brain like thinks about it when you're sleeping. So I had a question, okay, that I needed the answer for. And I had to ask Raymond, our coordinator, for this answer. He was the only person, I think mostly, that could help me get this answer. I'm not going to say the question because it's like quite juicy as always. But I remember that he answered to me in a dream. Like I asked him this question and he said a name of a person. And then I asked him today who this person is. And it is not the same person that my dream told me, but it rhymes. So for example, if it's, let's say with your name, Nata, then I dreamt Kata. Like, I don't know, it's like my brain is trying to solve it or trying to, like, understand what it was. And it got really close, but not close enough. I don't know how to explain it. It was really weird. Wow. Okay. So you really needed the answer for this question. And you could see Raymond only today. Mm -hmm. But could you possibly know the answer? That's what I was thinking, because if I had dreamt about him giving me an answer, it's either he said it to me and I forgot And maybe my subconscious remembers, or maybe he didn't say it, but it's like, I don't know, the, the answers were too similar. So I'm thinking that maybe he mentioned it, and maybe I caught wind of it, yeah, and maybe I knew, but not exactly. Like, I didn't remember exactly. Okay. I cannot explain this dream, but I have an advice for you not to take too long to solve your problems. And if you need help, you can ask for help. Because if you don't ask for help, your subconscious can get you in your dreams. That is my advice. Okay, Nata, that is great. And it is great advice to close this lovely podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me once again. Thank you very much. It was funny. Yeah, thank you. So that was a real pleasure. So don't forget to follow us on social media. We are Mushtar FM on Facebook and on Instagram. And see you in your dreams.